If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is David Howard Thornton, Art the Clown himself from the movies Terrifier and the upcoming Terrifier 2. And you're listening to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Kill you later. <laughs> In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. I just want to thank all our fans and listeners. We really appreciate all support. We are joined today by a somewhat newcomer in the business, but he set the horror genre on fire. Known for his portrayal of Art the Clown in the already cult classic, Terrifier, and the upcoming Terrifier 2. Please welcome Mr. David Howard Thornton. Mr. Thornton, thank you very much for joining us today. It's an absolute pleasure. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on here. I hope you guys are doing well as well. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, absolutely. we just like to start off all of our interviews. Can you just tell us what got you into the acting in the show yeah. business? Yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, it was church theater of all things. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I've come a long way from stories about Jesus. This <laughs> <laughs> is the funny thing. It's like, yeah, I started off doing like, you know, church theater as a little kid because like my parents were always involved in that kind of stuff. I grew up in the Methodist church and all that. And then, you know, I got into doing like a because I, I was really shy in like my middle school years because I was bullied a lot, and I ended up doing a show then called uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, you know, based on uh, Mickey Mouse and stuff like that. Played uh, Mickey Mouse slash Bob Cratchit and that, and we had stuff going on wrong on stage, and it, I, I just started improvising right there on the spot and character, and had everybody just cracking up, and it basically turned into a stand-up routine, and. <laughs> as mickey mouse of all things but uh and it that's like it, it kind of hit home with me there because like at the first time that school i had people laughing with me instead of at me and i'm like man i like this feeling that I, i'm bringing all this happiness to all these people they're having fun but i'm, I'm the one in control right now and i'm like i i like this feeling i, I would like i like to you know pursue this more and so i i started doing like community theater and then i um Actually, oddly enough, didn't get a degree in theater. I got a degree in uh, elementary education with a minor in history. And I decided my mom uh, passed away while I was in college, and that kind of changed my whole perspective on like what I want to do with my life. 
And I was like, yeah, you know, I only got one shot at this life, so I might as well do the stuff that really, you know, brings joy to me. So I, I decided to pursue this, you know, full time as a career. And so I moved up to New York and the rest is history. After 13 years of uh, working my ass off, waiting tables and, you know, doing odd jobs here or there, you know, it started to finally pay off. Right. Sorry. Sorry to hear about your loss, too, man. I'm, I'm a mama's boy and I, I dread the day that that happens for me. It's tough. You know, that's the, like I said, it changed everything. It changed my I I, I considered all that to be like the defining moment of my life because I could have gone two different paths with my life because I've had friends like when they lost their parents, they went down a very dark path and I almost went that way. But it was basically uh, acting that saved me from that because I got to escape for a little while from like the stuff that was really depressing me in my life. And I got to bring joy to other people. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Right. So obviously, Terrifier has become such a you know huge hit. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how you got the role of Art the Clown and and the audition process? Because I mean, like like you kind of briefly touched on your your background and mostly comedy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's all I had ever done was comedy. Horror. This was my first time doing horror, so I was like, oh, this is new. Because I, I never even imagined I would do horror. If I was ever in a horror film, I'd be like this smart ass that gets killed off halfway through or something like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like easily like victim number one or number two, especially. I mean, my physique. I'm skinny as a rail. I'm like I'm, I'm not Kane Hodder. <laughs> so it's just like. So yeah, so I'm like I I um I had actually seen All Hallows Eve, so I was already familiar with the character, and I came across an uh, audition notice for Terrifier online, and they were looking for a tall, skinny guy to play Art that had uh, experience with doing clowning or physical comedy, and that that was me, and I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. I love the character already. I, and I was like, when I first saw the character, I was like, yeah, I want to do some, I want to play a character like that because I, I grew up watching like Mr. Bean a lot. Right. And, and I love that type of mis mischievous, like uh, silent character. I'm like, I would love to have a chance to do that. And I'm like, oh, my God, art's like evil Mr. Bean. So, yeah, that's perfect for me. So they uh, submitted me for it. I went in there, did my audition. It was the craziest audition I've ever had because every other audition I've ever been on, I had a script. This one, I wasn't given one. And I freaked out when I walked in there because everybody else had scripts. And I'm like, right. oh, God. And they're like, oh, no, you don't need one because Art doesn't talk. So they wanted me to um, improvise a scene off the top of my head where I decapitate a guy, and I'm happy about doing it. That's the only direction <laughs> they gave me. And I'm like, oh, cool. So can I have a few minutes to talk? Uh, like, no, like think about this and come up with something? Like, oh, no, we just want to see what you can do on your feet. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it, I don't know where this came from and the dark recesses of my brain, but I came up with this scene where, like, cartoonishly snuck up behind my victim, like, knocked him out, and, like, sawed off his head, picked it up, tasted the blood, didn't like the taste of it, so I took out a salt shaker and seasoned it. <laughs> and it kind of bathed the blood some and, like, just skipped out on my merry way and that's what got me the part it was like wow <laughs> you just never that's know awesome. <laughs> so you brought up all hell is eve which was obviously uh damien leone's um first the first time the art clown was really yeah. featured in, in anything um mike uh, gianelli is credited with that role um yes. did you take any of his nuances or try to mimic any of his performance or, or did you just start from scratch and uh, make it your own um i did i i uh 
because Mike did a fantastic job originating the character. He he laid a solid foundation for me to you know start with, and so that was that would that made my job a little bit easier in that way because I you know I usually have to build characters from the ground up. But he already gave me something to work on, but you know I I did decided to uh, add a little bit more of the clowning aspect to the character because that was my area of expertise, and so you know but he. But Mike was fantastic. I mean, I, I always try to give him as much credit as possible because I don't think he gets nearly as much credit as he deserves because he's the guy that originated the character and he did an absolutely fantastic job. Right. Hey, can you just tell us a little bit about the makeup process? It looks very good and extensive and it's it's a great look, honestly. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 a process, all right. <laughs> Oddly enough, that um, because they, it's a mask that I wear, and it's molded not off of my face, but actually Mike Gianelli's face. Oh, Damien wow. did a mold of my face, but when he was sculpting it, he just couldn't get the sculpt to be nearly as good as the original Art the Clown mask that he had for Mike. And so he decided just to go ahead and keep Mike's mold. So he has to take a little bit of extra time when he's gluing it to my face to make sure it's actually fitting my face correctly. But um, it takes about three hours to put all that on me. And it's, okay. it's, it's, it's a process because it's just it's one big, huge piece that has to every square inch of that has to be meticulously glued to my face. So you don't get any of the air bubbles or anything like that, because we want it to look like it's my actual skin. Oh, yeah. Robert England told us about how painstaking the makeup process can be. So oh, I was yeah. just curious, has it gotten any easier or any quicker with Terrifier Part 2? It, it got a little bit easier and quicker, yeah, because uh, sometimes Damien also pre-paints the mask before, because that, that takes a little extra time to have to sit there and put all the white on and, you know, let right. it dry and then put all the black on top of it and stuff like that. So usually now he's already got all the white on it, and so when he puts it on my face, he just has to glue it on, then stencil in all the black stuff on there, and it's and, and then add the blood damage. <laughs> because <laughs> that that's probably the, the 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 biggest pain in the butt is trying to do all the blood because like we we don't film you know everything in order so we're right. jumping all around so we have to take so many reference shots of where the different blood splatters are on my face during the course of the film because as the, you know the film goes by i get bloodier and bloodier and bloodier and then sometimes right. i take battle damage as well so it's just like having to match all that up is yeah. it's pretty painstaking at times but you know it it looks good so you know you got to do it i was gonna say it's one of the coolest looks i've that's come in horror in a long time like just yeah. as far as having that character be be very recognizable one of the first times in a long time that's happened so big props to you guys on that man that's, that's it's all damien he, he's a talented guy he does all the special effects himself you know he uh, he especially did that for part one part two he wanted to hire some people on to help him do that just to ease his burden but the the people that were uh, supposed to help out bailed at the last second like a week or two before we started filming so damien had to take it upon himself to actually sit there and build all these prosthetics and, and He's outdone himself, I think, on part two. It's just because uh, we're using more prosthetics than in the first one. And I, I know, like, this one scene is at the beginning of the movie. The prosthetic he used, I, I had to do double takes because it looked just like the actor that I was killing. And he <laughs> added elements into it that made it look like it was breathing and everything. It was, oh, oh, it, it, it was, it was unnerving at times. <laughs> oh, man, I bet. Yeah. Uh, Heading back to the uh, the first movie, the first Terrifier movie, uh, can you just talk any or a little bit about any 
fun moments you had or funny moments you had making that movie or some of your favorites that stand out? Oh, God. I mean, uh, first of all, I'd say the pizzeria scene was a blast to do because oh, I, had, <laughs> I just got to play around in that scene. I didn't have right. to. There's like so many times Damon's like, just have fun, like with all the faces and stuff like that. Just go ahead and have fun and see what you come up with. So I love that. Um, the bike scene was a lot of fun for me because I, I think we were all delirious that night because I think we we're on like day three or four of like basically no sleep. And that was just a silly night anyways, because that, that, I mean, I'm 6'2", and that bike was so tiny, and me trying to ride that thing with those big, huge <laughs> shoes, I mean, I, I, I don't know how many takes we did, because I kept falling on that thing. It was just like, it, that, that crash you see in the movies, a real crash, <laughs> they oh, just man. decided to keep it in, because it just... <laughs> It just adds a little bit more, you know, comedy, but also a little bit more realism to the character. That you know, right. he's actually fallible and stuff like that, and it's 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 great. It's like when I saw when I I didn't know he had kept that in, so I went to the first screening of it. I just died laughing. I was like, oh my god, he kept that in. It, so that was fun. I, but I would say probably the craziest moment that happened on set was this one night when we were filming in Trenton. It's the night that we were uh, filming um jenna's death scene where she's got all the bullets shot into her face and everything like that so they're doing that and i'm already in full makeup and blood it's about two o'clock in the morning and there are these two ladies having an argument on the street right outside the window of the room i'm in so i'm bored and i am like okay i'm gonna go ahead and watch this argument because i got nothing else to do it's like watching an episode of Jerry springer and so like cool and i'm over there and i forget what i looked like <laughs> oh man and, like one of them looks up and sees me and the other one turns around they both like just scream because i just like hi <laughs> covered in blood and looking like that i'm like hi <laughs> oh man that's <laughs> they great. go running off and about 10 15 minutes later our damien and our producer and our dp come in they're kind of giggling like schoolgirls. they're like hey dave we got uh, someone out here that wants to meet you and i'm like oh cool because that time uh, our producer was doing a movie with Tom Sizemore and there was a rumor that he might come and visit our set. So I thought maybe time Tom Sizemore had come to set. I'm like, Oh my God, cool. I'm like <laughs> Dave, just don't come out until we tell you to, cause we won't be at a surprise for this person. I'm like, okay, cool. And there's this like big, huge roll up garage door. And they're like, Dave, come on out. So I come out, I'm rolling up the garage door. I come up and they're about like, 10 to 15 of New Jersey's finest. Okay. But oh yeah, and they're like in full on riot gear. And I it's like my butt just puckers right there. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. And I'm thinking in my head, like, what can I do to defuse this situation? Because this can go bad really quick. <laughs> <laughs> And I just squeak out this like, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> and it's silent. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to oh, die. <laughs> I am going to die. Oh, no. And then they just start laughing. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, they, they're like, yeah, if you had come out first, we would have shot you on sight. And I'm like, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, that was, that was scary. I'm like... Like one of the cops was even like afraid of me. He, he he's like a huge fear of clowns, so he would not come anywhere oh, near man. me. I'm like, dude, you're the guy with the grenade launcher on you. I think you're right. okay, man. 
that was that was a funny night though. That they loved it. They were eating it up. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh, we see why we were we were called over here now. But I'm like, that that tells me about the area we were filming in. And that's how they respond to a call like that. I'm like, oh man, what goes right. on over here? Right. Right. <laughs> up where I was in Alabama, and you're like something like that, and you're just like one one police car shows up, and they're like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, Mike, before you go, David, all right, uh, we all watched Terrifier together because we all went to Days of the Dead in Atlanta earlier this year, and uh, Mike Mike told us about one kill in this movie that would make us think about Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, so yeah. I need to I, I need to know about uh, you cutting that poor blonde girl in half. I need to know about that kill. <laughs> that was actually a miserable night for us uh, with her kill. Like uh, we we shot the stuff with uh, Jenna beforehand, like a right. few months beforehand, because she had to go film the Bye Bye Man. But uh, and we also shot the stuff with Catherine in a totally different location. So it's like you, you actually see that in different like. That scene, all the stuff in, with Jenna's in Trent, New Jersey, all the stuff with Catherine was in um, Staten Island. And that night we filmed with Catherine, it was about 20 degrees, and we had no heat in that room. Holy so we crap. had to do all that naked. And she was really hanging upside down. We actually did that, and we'd only have like 30 seconds at a time that we could film because we didn't want her to hang upside down very long. So we'd right. have to like film a little bit, swing her back up. Let her rest, swing her back down. So that was that was miserable. She was doing that for so many hours. I'm, I think that was like the one night we not joking around a lot on set. But then there was another night where I actually got to cut through the actual prosthetic that Damien made, and that was a little bit more fun. But also it was a little bit disgusting too because uh, we were supposed to film that uh, like two weeks prior, but we couldn't because there was flooding in the room. And so uh, we had the the intestines that Damien had made out of like pig intestines and like uh, fat that he put inside of him and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, our our DP took him home with him and he was supposed to refrigerate, and he just instead left it out in his garage and forgot about it. So we open it up and she's like, oh. Oh, oh yeah. God! It was, and I accidentally cut into like one of the intestines with the saw blade. I'm like, oh, oh. God! So it's just like this, all these, all these juices came out. And I was like, it's a good thing we weren't filming with sound for that bit because you would have heard everybody on set just going. It was, it was bad. It was, it was one of those times where I was glad I could not smell very well inside of that makeup because I mean I could smell a little bit of it, so I could only imagine how bad it was for everybody. Else, yeah, but you know that's that's the joys of doing horror film, you know. (laughs) Absolutely, oh, absolutely, the horror of doing horror films, as you said. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, uh, Switching gears just a little bit, you uh, you took part in a web series, um, uh, Nightwing Escalation. Could you talk a little bit about taking on another iconic clown role in The Joker? Hell yes, The Joker. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Yeah, he, he's my, my favorite villain of all time, so that was right. a dream come true for me. I, I still would love to play him on a bigger scale, like in a TV series especially, because you know, it would be fun to do it in a movie, but a TV series, you got more time to really flesh out the character over a season or so and really experiment with them and play with them like that. Right. So, But yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. We're still supposed to finish filming that eventually, but it's a fan-made 
you know, series is the only when all of us can actually get together and film, which is kind of hard to do now. So I don't know if it's ever going to get finished or not, but I'm like, anytime they want me to come and do any Joker stuff, I'm happy to. Cause like, that's like my favorite character of all time. So obviously you have Terrifier 2 coming out soon. If I'm not mistaken, you know, it was scheduled for next month, but I yeah. think what it say it got pushed back to maybe 2021 possibly. Or? Oh yeah. Definitely, definitely, yeah. We we still got some filming left to do because of the good old COVID. <laughs> we were right. we were so close to being finished back in March. We had luckily finished filming the biggest set piece in the whole film, where we used a lot of extras and stuff like that. Did a lot of stunt work. It's an insane, like almost ten minute long scene of just craziness and. We luckily got that finished because I imagine that would have been next to impossible now with all the new regulations and everything that we have to buy by for SAG and everything like that. Right. But um, yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're we're doing a little bit here or there. We had to wait a little bit for the weather to cool down because I can't really do a lot of uh, filming with that makeup on in hot weather because right. I start sweating in it. We tried it one day, and I, I started looking like a stroke victim because my face is literally just melting off. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. It was like we'll just, every every time we cut, Damon would have to come back and like make sure everything was back up on my face in the right place. And <laughs> it, it was bad. I was like, oh, my God, I am melting literally on set. But it's – but we're getting there. I'm like, but it's also kind of given Damien a little bit more time to flesh out some of the kills that we had left right. to film, which is really cool. Like, uh, like uh, the first kill in the the movie we filmed earlier this summer, and he added a lot more to it because he's like, you know what, this is gonna. Be, I have more time to do this, so I, I flush it out more. And you know, er, everybody remembers the beginning and the ending of a film, so you got to start them off with an with a bang and end them with a bang. And so he's like, let's go and just go crazy with this kill. And so we did. And it, it's I, – I think we'll probably get an NC-17 rating just for the first five minutes of Terrifier 2 with wow. what we're doing in this kill. It's like – oh, we, we did like, – I did like my first like you know, uh, swipe and stab, whatever you want to call it, at my victim. And Damien just tells me when we cut, he's like, you know, that would have been a whole entire kill right there in a Jason movie, right? I'm like, yeah, right. we got so much more to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I know you can't say a whole lot about the plot besides, you know, the official synopsis or whatever, but I mean, did you guys at least get a bigger budget and stuff this time or, or how oh, was yeah. that? I mean, yeah. especially considering like our budget for part one was only about $50,000. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Our, our, I would say our budget for this is about 500,000. Because that's about what we were able to raise. So it's considerably more. Still a low-budget film, but, I mean, we're pulling off amazing things with that kind of budget. Because, yeah. like, I, I would say, like, most low-budget horror films are made for at least a million to five million dollars. And it, it, it just is a testament to, like, the type of crew that we have on this film that has made this possible. It's just – and we have a small crew, but everybody has been – 100 percent essential to this and it, they've made this thing work and it's just it's amazing it's just, i can't wait for everybody to see it because it's everything has been opt in this film the production values especially but you know like the plots better plot this time around you say it's more of a narrative element can you know it's more it, i mean art is front and center don't don't worry about that he's he has he's not gonna just be in it for a few minutes you know he's he's there the whole time but um 
but it's more geared towards uh, our new protagonists that we're really developing in this one because you know i, I kind of look at the first film being art's origin now this is more her origin so like whenever we do a third film we can have them really go at it right but yeah so it's it's really her story and and the story of her her and her family and stuff like that which is really cool but i mean there's it, it's it's fun it's just i i think it's bigger bloodier ballsier than the first one in every regard oh wow uh doing my you know doing some research i see some newcomers on the roster horror alumni and soon to be friend of the show felissa rose what was it like working with her i, I mean i, I know she, she seems so bubbly and wonderful at oh. conventions i know she has to be great to work with Oh, I love Felissa. It's just like, unfortunately, I didn't get to work with her on set because she she was just on it for one day in a scene I wasn't in. Unfortunately, I was like, dang it! But who knows for part two? I mean, part three. But uh, but I mean, I I love Felissa anyways. I mean, she's like, we've done so many conventions together, and we're we're already um, going to be doing some other projects together too. We know of. So it's just, it's it's. I love her so much. So she, I know everybody else had a blast working with her. Everybody said she was just hysterical on set. Yeah. You talked a little bit about COVID probably halted some productions and some work, but um, I see you had something called stream in pre-production. I mean, are you allowed to say anything about that? The plot sounds super interesting. I, I can I can't really say too much about it. I don't know what they've revealed about the plot or all, but um, I, I'm going to be a killer in that. So that's going to be all fun. Right. Another silent oh, yeah. killer, so that's that's gonna be a challenge for me trying to make him different from art. So right. I'm already I'm exploring options for that, but it's it's something we're hoping is gonna become a new franchise as well. It's a really cool idea. It, it's 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 gonna be fun. It's got a lot of big names already attached to it as well. So I'm really excited about some I can't announce yet because they haven't been announced. But you can look um go on the IMDb page and they've already announced like Jeffrey Combs is gonna be in it and you know, okay. people like that. Yeah. So that's that's exciting because I, I love him anyway. I was like, yeah, yeah. I know lo- most people think of him from the, you know, uh, uh, Reanimator, but I always think of him from The Frighteners. I thought he was like, it, that was an incredible movie, but he his role in that was just outstanding to me. I just like, oh my god, he's such a great character actor. Right. So I, I'm excited about working with him and just learning from him. You uh you you briefly mentioned the word conventions, so mm-hmm. we normally make sure we ask all of our guests this question having finally went to a convention uh, before COVID came in. So could you maybe give us your best experience, most out there, weird experience, anything along the, anything you want to share from your experiences at, at any con? And I know that you know, some people like to take the, you know, the most out there stories. Some people like uh-huh. to take the, you know, the nice people they met or the maybe some more strange individuals they happen to meet. Anything yeah. you feel like telling. Oh, there's so much. Because <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love doing conventions. That's what I've hated about the stupid virus is this kill the convention scene for this year. Right. I have so many lined up. I'm, I'm still supposed to be going as as this moment to uh, the Las Vegas Days of the Dead in a few weeks. So I'm I'm hoping, knock on wood, that that still happens and stuff like that. But it's just like it, it, there's so many things. I, mean, I love and I absolutely love being able to interact with the fans because I always like to go to the after parties and hang out and. Do I, I'm notorious for doing karaoke. Ah. Like uh, Felissa and I usually get called up on stage together. We usually do like "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" together and stuff like that. <laughs> That's awesome. but, um, I would say I'm, I've I've had lots of fun experiences because I'm a big fanboy myself. So I, I like I, I used to go to conventions before I started doing conventions. So it's like it 
for me, it's a, it's a cool experience just getting to know all these actors that I grew up watching and right. learning from my whole entire life. But like, I, I would say probably the coolest moment was when I was down in uh, Spooky Empire down in Orlando last year, and I'm getting ready for my photo op, getting my makeup on and everything, and my manager, Bob, comes in. He's like, hey, guys, uh, got someone here that uh, wants to meet you, and... I, I had my eyes closed, so I couldn't really see who it was because Damien was doing the makeup on my eyes. And I just hear this, oh, wow. And I open my eyes, and it's Christopher Lloyd. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, oh, my shit. God. <laughs> and I hear a noise that I've never heard come out of Damien before. He just makes this little, <laughs> and, and our friend jack who's our assistant like was a he's a photographer so he took this great picture of us and it's just all three of us have these big huge smiles on our faces like christopher wow. lloyd and Damien and i and it's just like because like he's an idol to me this this oh, is a yeah, man dude. that brought me so much joy during Absolutely. my life my whole entire life of so many of my favorite movies like you know roger rabbit's my favorite movie of all time like back to the future is my one of my favorite trilogies of all time i'm like this is it's christopher lloyd he's a freaking legend and just knowing that i brought a smile to his face just I was incredible. I was just like, and he was just the sweetest man. Very quiet, very, very calm, quiet man. But that was, that was a really cool experience. But I've had so many others. I mean, I met, got to hang out with Alice Cooper, got, you know, hung out with Doug Jones is one of my idols and stuff like that. It's, it's those kind of things. But like when you get to do that and also interact with the fans, because a lot of these people also hang out at the, the after parties and stuff like that. That's what's really cool about it all. You just get to be, you know, is it the you, you forget about you know fan and celebrity type thing. You just get to be people hanging out with each other that you know share a common interest. I think that's what's really cool about these things. Absolutely, absolutely. Who's the biggest horror legend you had a drink with at the after party? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Taking oh, shots with Kane Hodder. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. You know, because that that's what Kane does. He's always hanging out with the fans afterwards. You know, him and like Bill Mosley do that a lot. You know, Felicia. Okay. So, yeah, that's it's, that's pretty cool. You know, it's like Tyler Maine does that as well. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, right. that, that they they're awesome. Uh, David, I just want to thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, man. Uh, we know we can find you on Instagram and Facebook. Just search David Howard Thornton. And you can also find him on Cameo, where you were very kind enough to do an intro for our show. We really appreciate that. Is there anything else you'd like to plug or shout out before we hang up this call? No, that's basically it, yeah. Awesome, Oh, man. I do have one thing. I, I um. Too late just, now. Too late. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's why I'm, I'm a little bit hoarse right now. I I, um, I just filmed a little cameo role for this uh, movie that's supposed to be coming out, I think, later this month on, I, I think, maybe Shudder or something. They recently caught, um, discussed it on um, in Fangoria magazine. It's called The Dark Offerings. It's a, a horror film that's been shot exclusively on Zoom during uh, the whole entire outbreak. Oh, and wow. Stuff. That's a lot of good uh, horror people involved in it as well. But uh, I do my very first uh, on-camera death where I'm not the villain, but I'm actually the victim for once. So, ah. so I lost my voice the other night a little bit from screaming so much. So <laughs> <laughs> that that's supposed to be coming out, I think, around Halloween next month. So that's, that's, that's going to awesome. be exciting. So, yeah. So you get to see me die. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Roll reversal time. We'll, yeah. We will check it out. 
Yeah. David, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, honestly, man, you were uh, you were sadistic, horrifying, awesome, <laughs> Art the Clown. You're terrifying, but you were so great. Your facial expressions. I mean, beyond beyond the gore and the brutality, the facial expressions, the the body movement, incredible, absolutely incredible. Thank you, so, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you're welcome, so much, man. And you agree. and you be safe, man. You too. <laughs> Everybody be safe. Where are those masks? And be on the look. And be on the lookout for that terrifier review soon. Just let oh, you know. Definitely, definitely. Y'all be nice now. <laughs> oh, we will. Don't worry. Oh, we Thank will. You. Thank no. you for joining us, brother. Thank you. You're very welcome. Y'all have take care and have a good night. You too. Yes, sir. Thank sure. you. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, don't go out there. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.